Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to another edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. We are coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. It is Thursday, and these weeks are just flying by. Everyone, please follow us on social media. I'm at Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S, on Instagram and the Twitter. And you can also go to jaspercole.com, and there's a link for the show, and that will... You know, that'll take you to all of our archive shows on iTunes and uh, iHeartRadio and Spotify and Spricker and Stitcher. And there's a lot of sibilant S's going on here. Uh, Shout out to BS Podcast Network, our home uh, host page. And um, everyone, it's been an amazing week. These weeks are flying by, like I said. Tonight's show is going to be a celebration of the fabulous new up-and-coming movie, Never and Again. It stars Denise Boutet. It stars Jackie Long, Christian Keys, Angela Simmons. It also stars Jason Bernard, who will be joining us shortly. The writer-director, Lazriel Lezon, who will be calling in shortly. But uh, really, as we all know, there's only one star of the motherfucking movie, and that would be my co-host, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Thank you for my wonderful welcome. I always appreciate it. Thank you, Jasper, for this opportunity for planet Eartha to experience me. Well, I guess you're doing that because you are playing the choir director in Never and Again, and your voice will be heard. And tell everyone about the role that you play. And, Ralph, how did you get this part, and what did you have to do to get it? Well, Jasper, the casting director, uh, (laughs) Levi's, it was Uh very insistent on having me in the film. And then right. our, one of our producers, Jason Bernard, also mm. simultaneously was looking for me. I mean, it, it's just so funny to be sought after like that, you know, and, uh-huh. not, for crime, and not for a crime, you know. And right. Being a so, black woman, man, I mean. Yeah. The, ex- ex- exactly. Him, her, it, them, whatever. You know, I go by any pronoun. Choose there. your pronouns carefully. Choose your pronoun. Call me them, bitch. Call me whatever. Call me it. You know, I'm the it boy, but um, and ultimately, and then my manager, Charles Malcolm, was very instrumental in negotiating with D. Vice and Jason Bernard, and because they really wanted to present Laz Rael with a stellar performer. And once they were all on board with that is when I got the call and ergo the offer. And what did, how did Ella Joyce come into play? Ella is a friend of mine. Uh, we right. did Rock together years ago. You, uh, Planet Earth, I'm sure, remembers Ella from Rock. And they were looking for a stellar black woman to play Jackie Long's mother. And they found her 
in Ella Joyce. And Jennifer I, Lewis was already on Blackish, I guess. Yeah, and and Jennifer Lewis was not available. And uh, but you know, Laz really was attracted to the qualities that Ella was able to bring to the role. And ergo, uh, she was uh, given an offer as well. Now, right. to answer your question, I play Milton, the choir director. It's a very pivotal part. I move the storyline story along. along. Um, uh, the, the, the film begins showing the inspiration that we have in the church with a younger character. And then as the film progresses, you'll see me at the end of the film with her as the older character. So I make a transition in the film and – through my participation um, in the film, I was able to work with a lot of great actors and satisfy my manager for wanting me to book a job. How is your manager? Is he? Uh, did they cut him out of the house? I heard he's. Isn't he four hundred pounds and trapped in the house in Georgia? Oh my goodness! I don't. Or is know that what, his associate? That's his associate. I, I think that might be his associate. I don't know what those people. That's in Charles this Newman. That's different than Charles Malcolm. Right? Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're, two, they're two different people, right? They're two well, different people. Now, rumor has it, Ralph. Uh, you know, out on the streets, they said that you were so riveting during the whole main part of the movie that you pulled focus so much from Denise Boutet and Jackie Long and Christian Keys that that the only way they could really do it was to book in your performance in the movie. Well, exactly, because Laz didn't want to take away <laughs> from what Jackie, with the storyline, you know, it's between Jackie and Denise. Right. Laz wasn't quite, Laz Rael wasn't, he, he didn't know he was going to get such a dynamic performance out of me. And mm-hmm. one and once he saw that, he realized, oh, shit, I'm going to have to cut this I mean, he's going out. Have, we're going to have to reduce some of his stuff because the only person you look at when I'm on screen, I mean, I, I, I'm patting myself on the back, but is me. So, um, and I well, understand. Carly, Carly Burke has said that about you for years. So, yes, yes, she has. She's you, always said that about you. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And you really want to listen to these black women because they know what they're talking about, Jasper. Right. Well, you're no dearth of having uh, strong black women support you. Like we said, there's there's Ella Joyce, there's Jennifer Lewis, there's Carlise Burke, there's Davida. What is Davida's last name? Davina McFadden. Absolutely. Yes, Davina McFadden. Absolutely. No. Yeah. You can just go right down the line. Regina King, Viola Davis. We are all Octavia. You know, I call her Tavy. You know, we are. (laughs) All just like up in it. Sonia Ediger, shit. You name me a black actress, and I've worked with her, slept with her, eaten with her. Don't forget Pine Saul Amos. Oh, Diane, yes, girl, shit. I will disinfect the table like nobody's business. Oh, listen. Oh, we cracked ourselves up. Oh, we we really do. We really do. Listen, Planet Earth, I wanted you guys to call in if you wanted because Jasper just celebrated a birthday on February 1st. Mm. And if you're so inclined, call in and wish him a happy birthday, a little belated happy birthday. I'm sure he would love that. And my Venmo is at Jasper (laughs) Jasper (laughs) Cole also. And PayPal is CMalcolm106. Oh and I feel it's like I have another one. Cash app. Cash uh, app is dollar sign Jasper Cole. 
Oh so my God! Feel this free to money from and just put all your information. Out. You might as well give them your social and address too, girl. <laughs> so I'm like, while we're well, at listen, it, the, the good thing about what I just gave out, you can only put in. You can't take out. Right. So, oh, now how, who, who said that before? God, <laughs> if I had a dollar every time Dennis Tyrone said that. Oh, yeah, that, oh my God. Oh, my God. You, could you buy can only property. put in. You can't take out. So Shit, you could. Ooh, honey, you'd have another big house like Darren, Steve, girl. Okay. Okay. That that's shit. confidential. All right. Um, yes. But, as, oh. as, as everything is here, <laughs> as everything is here on our show, you know, Planet Earth is. Anything you hear on this show, just don't repeat it, okay? <laughs> and and let, whatever you hear, if you don't hear it on Wendy Williams, you'll hear it on here. Because okay. basically, or basically, I watch Wendy to get our hot topics, and then I just steal them. That's the truth. Oh, um, my goodness. That Wendy, isn't she something? Oh, girl. Oh, everybody. I don't know if you guys got to um, watch. I mean – Forget about the TV movie. If you can watch the documentary, Wendy Williams, What a Mess is what it's called. Um, whoo, Lord, you, if, you, if you think you've done some crazy shit, people, with exes and, you know, marriages and husbands, wait till you watch this. But you know what? She's, she's got all the money and she's still standing with her, uh, what is the vein? She has some kind of disease with her legs and oh, eyebrows. Is it well, the that's the thyroid in the eyes, and then she has the lymph lymphedema. I think it's called. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. To- My friend's daughter's name is that lymphedema. Get over here, girl. Shit. <laughs> lymphedema sounds like a good drag queen name, doesn't it? Right, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Miss Lymphedema. <laughs> Coming to the stage next, Miss Lymphoma Lymphedema. Oh my put God! Put it together. We- we will do whatever we need to do to entertain you, Planet Earth. That's why Jasper and I are here. That's why we do this. Show. That's why we've been doing this show going on 11 years now. We like to entertain and we like to share with you a lot of people from different walks of life in the entertainment field and not always the entertainment field, but something always creative. And I'm very appreciative of that. Absolutely. And everyone, just remember, you can always follow Ralph. He's at Ralph Cole Jr. And like we mentioned, uh, Never In Again is premiering February 11th on BET+. Um, And coming up next, we are ready to welcome our very first guest. He is the writer, the producer, and the director of Never In Again. Ralph, why don't you give him a big pronunciation? At this time, we would like to welcome to our show, Lazrael Lison. Yes and yes Woo. and yes. Hello. Yeah, that sounds that sound, that sound like so, that audience is so big, y'all ain't abiding by the quarantine. <laughs> we are all, now, we are we are properly tested and masked and everybody is Lazrael. I love it. Yes, no, it's Go. a big crowd, but everybody is six feet apart. <laughs> Lymphedema, don't get a step closer to me. It's so, mm-hmm. so lad, is it okay, lads, if we just call you lads? Is that is that cool with that's, you? That's, that's fine, and it's a, and, it, and I'm so honored, and I'm happy to be on the show. 
Oh well, listen. We are we're we're all on the show because of you. I mean, listen. The Never and Again is your baby. It's 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 been your 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 child for I don't know. Tell us how many. You know, everyone knows that projects take forever. So when did um when did you actually start putting this whole project together originally? Well, you know, when I when I the way I operate, like when I when I start a writing process on something, I already have the immediate end game in mind, you know. So right. honestly I started writing on it in March and I was in production in September. Oh wow. That's fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was because I went into it with a certain plan in mind, so it was mm-hmm. a, a pretty quick turnaround execution of it. I mean, this is really one of the fast because everyone knows, like, you know, sometimes a, a film takes up like a year, you know, sometimes to even be edited and put together and and to come out. Um, I, I just want everyone to know that once again, Never and Again is premiering. Uh, February 11th. Um, I got. I was pleased to get to be an associate producer on this and got to meet so many amazing people. And um, the early buzz on the film is through the roof. And um, I, I, I hope you're you're happy with how the ba- how your baby turned out. And, 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 and let me let me tell you this, Jasper. Uh, I have to say this uh, first off. Like sometimes people feel like some people just get an associate producer credit. You earn it. You earn it because you, you was there. I mean, you know, you know all the ups and downs that happen with films and people, mm. you know, somehow like actors, you know, you need to get a proper search at the last minute and you was there. <laughs> well, was I like appreciate on the it. Phone, make it. Make it happen. So I thank well, you listen, for that. Well, listen, you are more than welcome. Like I said, it's, it was an honor and to get to work with people that are, we've gone on to do other stuff together now. And so you've, you put together an amazing cast. Obviously I'm partial to Miss Boutte, but I mean, Jackie Long's amazing. Uh, Christian Keith, had you worked with um, any of the actors before, before this project? No, I have not, you know, no, I have not, but I followed their career. Right. I followed their career. Uh, and, and I was, and and Miss uh, and Denise was actually the first actor locked in on the film. Wow! She was the first actor that committed to the film. That's you right. Know? So I was honored with that, you know. And and it went. I mean, I, I can't say enough good stuff, man. Uh, I mean, even even a Ralph. I mean, wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, I well, mean, I uh, it was. I it don't was, know if you heard the opening of the movie, but. Rumor has it that, you know, Ralph was so good that you had to take him out of the middle of the movie because, of course, he was pulling focus from everybody else. No, we're laughing. We're saying, um, yeah. Um, No, but that's an example, too, where, you know, just being able to think of wonderful actors that that you want to work with. Like when I saw that role, I was like, let's let's bring in Ralph because he'll knock it out of the park. Yeah, because Ralph reminds me of that serious choir director when you in church when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you know? They just mm-hmm. they ain't getting paid to they they're not getting paid to be there, but they take it serious. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you gotta you gotta be on top of it, you know? <laughs> That's right. And, and now, they tell, on fire for Jesus. They on fire. Go ahead. Now now Laz, where did you grow up? Let's talk about your well let's go back to where how your love of show business, what's, what's your journey here? How did all this 
start out for you? I, you know, I've been writing. I was one of those artsy type kids. You know, I look like this. Uh, I played. Uh, I was very athletic. Played football and everything. And but I was so, you know, artsy. Like I've been writing since I was ten. You know, mm. so that was all I did was write and write plays and do things like that and did a lot of acting. But as I got older, once I moved to L.A., I kind of I wanted to, you know, gravitate. You know, once I directed my first actual film and I'm like man it was like such a passion I'm like I gotta be I don't want to be in front of the camera I just want to be behind the camera mm-hmm. because I was always fascinated with performances actors that like get lost and like people always say well how do you feel when you when you see people read your words out loud and you see what you wrote I believe that great actors make a writer forget that he wrote it mm. because they they become a character that it ain't your words anymore. They embody mm-hmm. the spirit of their character. So the only time I felt really complete, like, wow, those are my words, was probably like my first, very first film. After that, like when I watch a film now, I don't remember that I wrote it because you see people bring this stuff to life. And it's mm-hmm. like, it, it just amazes me. It amazes me. And they give, they breathe such a life into a character that you didn't write that on the page half the time. Right, so, right. So, you know, so I'm so, uh, so I've been writing since I was so young. Now it's like second nature, second nature to me. And I just love to tell refreshing, you know, refreshing stories. And, and you know, I kind of went through my journey as far as, you know, uh, Cause I had kind of, I used to, when I first got here, I used to write a lot of heartfelt stories from the heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I got caught up in the whole, I got caught up in the whole Hollywood thing of like, you got to write what sales, you got to do this. You got to, mm. so I kind of moved toward like, okay, let's start. I tried, went into, I, you know, did a horror film, psychological thriller, but ultimately the film that ultimately, but throughout the whole process, you know, I, I, got distribution sold the films but it prepared me so when I came back to the stories I'm more passionate about I understood the business aspect of everything mm-hmm. so I knew how to write them I knew how to write them suddenly and get the quality actors in it and tell a, per, a great story and and this is like the biggest film that, that <clears throat> this is getting the most success and everything so, so well let me ask you what, so that's, that's kind of like my journey what, what, where did this story, what did you, was this story based loosely on anything in particular? Was it a common combination of several stories or how did this, I'm, I'm interested in your process as a writer. Like how did this happen it, for you? It, this, it's very, it's very, very personal is, I mean, I don't think, I think like, you know, growing up, you know, I, well, I did play college, I did play college football. I played football mm-hmm. and things like that. So I understand that aspect of it, but I think I think it's a story that's loosely based on so many people's lives, you know. So you just take yeah. those elements, and 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 the story and the, and the idea just came to me, and it's like, wow, this could be a very cool element. And I wanted to write something that that and you know, and when Jason and I was talking about it, and then the other producer Trace and I was talking about it, I wanted to do, I wanted to write something and put something out there. I wanted to do 
and I, and I, I don't want to sound religious when I say this, but it's a term mm-hmm. like sec, secular. You got secular, and then you have like churchy. Yeah. So secular is more like you know worldly or whatever. I wanted to write like a story that that was the regular person that don't go to church would enjoy, mm-hmm. but have an inspirational message to it. That's right. what I want to do. So I didn't want to write like a churchy film and, and all that stuff, you know, but I wanted to write like something that people can relate to, but have an inspirational message to it. Yeah. It's like, it's not religious. It's, it's more spiritual. It's more making like, right and wrong just like do, making people feel good and tell um so so talk to us about your let's go back a second when you how did you get your first film made i mean because there's all these writers and producers that listen to my show and you know producing's the one producing's that one thing where you can't really say do a and b and it's going to give you c it everybody has a different path in terms of raising money you know <clears throat> Yeah, I always stay. I always say because I've always been a person like uh, that. I always say like you know I'm just so determined to mm-hmm. to do what I need to do, and and I was fortunate in the sense that you know I, I did a lot of uh, training, personal training when I first got to LA. When mm-hmm. I first got to LA, I was heavy into personal training. Uh, did a lot of celebrity training and things like that for many, many years. So so my very first short film, I financed it myself. Great. I just I was just putting money back, putting money back and and you know, and I went out there, you know, thought I did it was a good heartfelt story. I mean, mm-hmm. when I look at it now, I mean it looks decent, but it was right. enough to where where, you know, it was able to show people my potential. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and I just been so that was my whole philosophy. Like I'm one of the biggest backers of myself. Right. When I when I when it when it comes down to like anything because I knew going into it just being real and transparent. Like, you know, I've done the other films that I've done, I've done what they call more mainstream films, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I was because yeah. I was following the formula like that sells mainstream and you know, where you have mostly the all uh white leads but then you have mm-hmm. a few minorities put it sprinkled in there i followed that formula so so when i came over here and i said okay i want to do this story i knew that even though i've done quite a bit of work i would mm-hmm. not ever got i would not ever have gotten hired to direct a film like never and again not because i couldn't do it but because no one have seen has seen me do that before right so, right so so I knew, like, in order for me to do this type of story, I'm going to have to be one of the bigger, biggest backers in myself to mm-hmm. get this film off the ground. You know, and so, and that's what I, that's what I did, you know, and, and basically it's what, it's what brings us where we are now. And, um, and, and, it's, and it's been the greatest experience. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to let everyone know that um, Master P and also Little Romeo are, are are producers on this. Now, had did you know them before? Were, um, did you have a relationship no. with them, or did they come after after the fact? The, it's, it's interesting how the universe works because you know I've been following P for man, you know, like growing up in the South. Growing up mm-hmm. in the South, I remember in high school, graduating high school. 
And P was like, P was like, you know, you ask anybody about him, he was the king of the South in the sense of right. money and success and and everything. And I mean, so I grew up, I grew up like, you know, he was like, you know, just the epitome. Like, and it was always him, Jay-Z, uh, P. Diddy, basically, mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. there. So, so before we, before we like even, before I even had uh, P on board, basically I had already wrote a role because I've been following his business ventures and everything that he's been speaking. I had kind of wrote the role for and and the way life works, the way life works, I remember then I came to Jason them, you know, because I wanted to bring in another company <clears throat> to work mm-hmm. with work with us and I had already worked with Jason them on another film called Halloween. Yeah. So I was sitting up talking to Jason. Jason read the script. It was before I even like they even was officially producers on the film themselves. Jason he read the script. He said, Have you ever thought about uh P? You know, Master P, I'm like, wow, that's weird. So it kind of worked out that way. So happened Jason, Jason um, worked at a post house with Devos. And mm-hmm. so he created a great relationship with, uh, he created a great relationship with Christy P's partner. And so, and it kind of, everything kind of worked out the way it's supposed to have worked out in that regard. So it was very, it was very much a collaborative effort on both our sides. And, and it just worked out the way it's supposed to have worked out. And, you know, Ralph and I talk all the time about uh, this business, about having organic relationships. You know, people people are always out there trying to network and make things happen. But usually the ones that turn out the best are the ones, like you said, that you didn't try to make that happen. You, you, you In the back of your mind, you always said P would be great, but you could. there's no way you could know that Jason – and Roberto, whatever, or Jason would even mention P. You know, it was an authentic, organic sort of thing that happened. Um, how did you meet Jason for the for, for Halloween for the first movie you guys did? Well, and, and let me let me, I'm, I'm gonna answer that in a second. Let me say this right here. And with P Num, it's been like uh, with P and Christy and the whole camp. It's been like wow. I mean, they've been very much involved and. And, and and just oversight with the film and like I mean I couldn't have it, it just was so sweet with the whole relationship with with P and Romeo and Christy at KO where mm-hmm. it's been like a perfect blend and, and like I, I couldn't it, it's like one of them stories that you know that you write about and like and, and, and this happened and everything went on from there you know right and and, and, then, and then to get to your next question with Jason I met Jason through a friend of mine uh, named Eric Sweeney, who was a stunt guy, and Jason then was looking for a production company to work with with Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, uh, about five years ago. And they brought us on, and we kind of like uh, kind of took that project on our shoulders and, you know, and, and that's how we build a, build a relationship throughout this process and it's been like you know definitely a great experience there you know um yeah a lot of learning on this a lot of learning on that on that film but but i have to say you know it was a film that i'm very proud of what it came out to be you know mm-hmm. it's definitely mm-hmm. uh it's definitely a classic you know like uh, if you can look back at stuff sometime i go back and watch it when i ain't seen it in a couple of years and i still like 
like <laughs> laugh. I'm like, wow, we did a good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to give you know, I want to give you credit because when you were talking about uh, Romeo and Master P, I mean, listen, as an old veteran here, let me say something. It, if the final, if the film was not as kick-ass and amazing as it is, you you know you wouldn't be getting the, the supreme love that you're getting from from people like that because they don't just you know blow smoke up people's ass. I mean they know how good Absolutely. your your final product is. So um, so Ralph, talk to us about um, working with Laz on the film and how how it was for you. Well, <clears throat> Laz, as you know. Uh, we bonded immediately. He had a vision of what he saw Milton the Choir director to be. And it was easy, too, because of what was on the page. There wasn't a whole lot on the page, but what was on the page was the the imagination and the description of the church and this element of I have a choir that I am trying to potentially come up to competition level, if you will. And, and we're going to compete with other churches perhaps, but Lazarel gave me full license to do whatever I wanted. And uh, throughout our conversations, which weren't a whole lot, he was pleased with what he was getting. And I've learned as an actor on film and television, especially when the director is not coming over to you to say anything, then it's working. Right. And mm-hmm. if there is something that he wants to tweak or adjust or try something like this, or don't wear that. And yes, I like that outfit. We did all of that. It was all very collaborative. And, you know, to Lazarus credit also, he didn't know me. You know, he took the word of Jason Bernard and Jasper Cole and Denise Boutet that I was going to be able to deliver the goods for him. So he was taking a risk as well, you know. So when I appeared on set for the first day and Laz and I first met each other, it was totally comfortable and I was open, he was open. So it was a fantastic experience. And one, now that I look back, I'm glad that we were able to do pre-pandemic because it was so much fun reporting to a set for a few days and having mm-hmm. the love, the camaraderie of a, a, a talented crew and enthusiastic background actors and plus friends that I knew. I knew Ella. I knew Denise. So it was all a it was a lot of fun to be at the end of the movie sitting two people away from Denise Boutet because Denise and I have always just been friend, wonderful friends off camera, but to work on our first project together was very thrilling for me. And she was sober and drug free, right? <laughs> Most of the time. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and, and, and I think, and I think what makes, what makes, what makes Ralph's character so important, just like, some of the other characters in the film, because of the coming of age film, mm-hmm. you see not a, it, 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 it's some. It's like each of these characters have their own story. Yeah. You know, like I mean, you can even take Ralph's character Milton and do you know a whole movie about that character because you actually see this character from when they was young, then you see this character when they when they're older. So mm-hmm. it's like you kind of see in some form, like you know, even even though it's strictly in the church with, with Ralph, you know, by the time the end of the movie came, you know, it, it was like, you know, he wasn't necessarily the choir director anymore. Right. But it was the, it's the journey. You definitely see that he was, he, 
you know, I don't want to say too much, but you definitely have seen him grow through the years as well, develop, mm. you know, uh, and age over time. And I think for any of us that grew up in a church, you know, um, Milton is that is sort of an archetypal character that, uh, it, like you mentioned earlier, it, it, there's Milton's in so many. Well, there's Milton's in every mm-hmm. walk of life, you know, but but in mm-hmm. church in particular, um, because like you said, for some t- some people that are the Milton's, they may have very boring, mundane lives during the week. You know, who knows what they do? And then, mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? The church is their big, their outlet to either perform or, you know, have a mm-hmm. whole different kind of experience. And I think that's, you wrote that perfectly and Ralph delivered yeah. it. But for those listening mm-hmm. and who, without giving, you know, too much away, for those that are going to tune in, what, how would you describe what what how would you describe the story in terms of um, the lead characters? I think I think this is a heartfelt story that, in a time like this, it's not about, you know. I know everybody's so tuned in, like when you see stuff dealing with race and politics and all that, all that stuff. This is a moment where it's not a, this is not a black film. You can put any cast into it. It's a human story. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a human story. And I think that it's something that no matter who you are, I feel like, you know, you can somewhat see yourself in these characters, you know. You can you can somewhat, from Denise, you can see, like, everything she's gone through. And, and, and at the end, you, like, champion for, for love, whatever the outcome is. Kind of like if you see The Notebook. A lot of people, I'm a, man, that's one of my favorite movies. You oh, know? yeah, then, you know, yeah. And then we can talk about Nicholas Sparks movies, but mm-hmm. I love a lot of Nicholas Sparks movies. Like, you know, very, they they kind of tag at the heart. And I think that at the end of the day, we're all one, no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, sex, no matter what color, every, you know, when, in my travels, when I, when I, when I've traveled so much outside the U S if people, that's why I always tell people, like if you go to other countries and you see little two year olds running, they all the same mm-hmm. yeah. running after the two year old, they tearing up everything because everybody for the most part, want the same thing out of life. Yeah. Most people want love and they want to be loved and they want friends and they want to be accepted. And, and I just think with this right here, when people watch this movie, Never and Again, and, you know, and the name come from, like, you know, you know, a lot of times people say never, then they all of a sudden doing it again, you know? But, <laughs> right. But, it's one of, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it's like one of the things where, Everybody want love. Mm-hmm. Everybody want all those things. I think that this movie, when you see it, you know you 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 will see some form of yourself, right? Or Absolutely. some form of your experience. And I think that Denise, I mean, I is is so much I can go a list on of saying it, and and I've told her, and I never like to to BS people or blow smoke or anything like that, but. You know, she had, I mean, she had to carry it because she was, we see her journey. Mm-hmm. And then her and Jackie, her and Jackie really brought so much. And I'm, I just think people going to be blown away by the emotion, by, and at the end, they're going to be, they're going to be celebrating. 
to some degree. To some degree. I ain't gonna say too much, but you right. know, in I think that you know, like be you're gonna really be rooting for these characters and and you're gonna see some some of yourself in them. Mm-hmm. Well the like you said, the timing right now is so good too, with the coming out of well, being in the midst of this uh pandemic and, and you know, just having I mean, listen, there's all the Marvel movies and, you know, the action films and I'm kind of like you. I, I like a I like a character driven story where people are talking to each other. You know, they're actually scenes where people are communicating. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fun to have a, a DC movie, you know, a Marvel action film. But I think we need more of heartfelt kind of films like this. So um, so just I can't say enough, you know, kudos to you. for. You know, tell us what's Oh, I think we better give props to the real star of your family and your household. Um, do we want? Don't we want to mention the lady of the house who is also in the movie? Tatiana. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't ever forget that. You know, yeah. You know, my partner, my wife, uh, Tatiana Jakova. Uh, I mean, I can't sell. You know, when she, when she got with me, she got with a dreamer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she never, she never. Judge, she admired my hard work, and and that lets you know. Anytime you get a partner that gets with a rebel, that means they pretty much a rebel themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And her, and early on when we first got together, you know, just like most people, you know, it was heavy struggling, but she always said, "I believe in you," you mm-hmm. know. And and even with this with this film right here, she she rolled up her sleeve and she said, "Let's do it." Let's yeah. do it, you know. And one thing, one thing about her, we had built such a relationship with Jason and Roberto, right? And, and I and I told the only reason why she greenlit the film, and I always say she because I believe it's a team. You know, you marry mm-hmm. as a team. You got to both come. Right. In, you got to both come into agreement. She knew my passion, but she knew like, okay, I'm an artist, and I'm a director, and I can somehow sometimes miss the small things, you know, mm-hmm. but she knew like, uh, uh, she said when, when, you know, when Jason and Roberto, like I said, you know, we're going to be working, I'm going to bring them in and we're going to do this together. She felt comfortable. She's okay. Mm. She's okay. Cause she knew she couldn't be there on a daily basis. You know, we got the kids and, and all mm-hmm. that. So it made her feel more comfortable and more and safe. Like, okay. Because she, she trusted them. You right, know, so, and had you had you directed she, her before? I have. I I worked with her not at not at this not on a film like this before because I had a role for her in in one of the earlier films that we did that went limited theatrical, but mm-hmm. because she was so heavy in the producing aspect, she right. gave the role to another act. She gave the role to another actor friend of hers. Okay, but but no. So this is this is my first time actually really directing her and and how was that you know because you know couples talk about you know working together but it sounds like you guys loved it and you would do more more of it i'm rooting for because i'm like i look at it like you know if she if she a working actor i can like relax a little bit <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, like, that's right no i mean I'm, I'm i'm her i'm her number one fan and, and like i say and i I, you know, I'm glad I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a position where the more uh, work I'm, more stuff I'm directing, you know, the more opportunities that you know you can present to other people. So well, she's, um, um, 
I was going to say, I, I'm sure fatherhood, you know, being being becoming a father and a husband, that that has to, you know, affect, it, it it shows in your writing and in in your directing and yeah. how you how you yeah. look at life in general. So so in many ways, some people may that's a very good point because when we had this discussion early on with my wife, she like, you know, what's different this time than. How do I know we ain't gonna lose this or lose that mm-hmm. this time? That like like before I said because this time is different, and I mean you could say that a million times, mm-hmm. but I knew it because I had I had too much on the line. You're right. a father, you got family, you got you got this home, you got everything. So so you know I knew that this time had to be done a certain way, and you know that's why I wanted to make sure. That within this, I understood the market. I understood the value of every actor in the film. Right. Every actor in the film, I understood what value they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so and it and it was one of those things because yes, you know when you have kids and you have all that, you realize it's it's a lot more at stake. It ain't about you no more. That's right. It, it's not yeah. it, it's not just about being selfish. It's like being selfless, right? So, um, yeah, that's, that's a motivating, motivating factor. So tell us what, what's on the horizon for you project wise. I'm sure you've got other stuff cooking, uh, anything you can talk about or. We have another project that's, uh, coming up and, and actually, you know, it's supposed to be, it's pretty much, uh, sorry, it's already finance basically, you know, it, it's, uh, and, we're shooting that is actually the name of the project is very uh the name of the project is Angel. That's just the person's name. It ain't mm-hmm. got nothing to do with, with faith base or anything like that. Uh but that's the person's name and it's a reason why it's named that way. But it you know, that was one that we already scheduled to shoot. It's it's basically a somewhat of a coming of age, but not as not like this. But it's actually present day in California, but the person grew up in Arkansas, but yet they became bigger than life later and they moved. But we supposed to been, we supposed to be shooting that in the spring in Arkansas, but I'm kind of, I'm not a big fan of pandemic shooting, <laughs> right? you know, because, because it's like all the restrictions that come with it, you know, and then, yeah. and then, you know, everybody masks, mask up, <clears throat> sorry, mask up. And then it limits you as far as, what all people that you can get, you know, because people a lot of times don't feel it's safe. So, so that, but that's the next project from my company that, that we're slated to do, you know, but, uh, and you know, after this film, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what yeah. else, if something else come up. But I, well, I, I wanted, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful story. I I wanted to uh, dovetail when we were talking about Never and Again to give uh, <clears throat> our props out to Rolanda Watts, who is also a producer on the film. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. thank you. Yes, yes, R- Rolanda. Um, we yeah, we were trying to find a place. You know, it's all very last minute, and um, trying to get her in the film. But regardless, she came on board as a producer, and she's an amazing. 
amazing lady, great actress, great host, always, and uh, always, been, always been a fan. You know, I watched her when I was a kid. You know, yeah. a little I watched her. So yeah. definitely, you know, um, like uh, I thank her for you know working with us and in every capacity. You know, and being willing to do more. You know, mm-hmm. right, being right. Willing to do more if we need to. So, so I'm very appreciative of that. Well, well you listen, know, they I, always I want say every... that. Oh, go ahead, Ralph. Oh. Oh, thanks, Jasper. They say, Laz, as you know, it all starts from the top, from the top on down. Just what you said about Rolanda is it's kudos to you. You attracted a lot of great people. And through that, you met more great people. So your your stable is growing of people that you can trust and would like to work with again. So uh, – <clears throat> I also wanted to ask if it's okay, uh, if we have time, how did you first get associated with Tr- Tracy Bell, your music supervisor, producer? You know, what's, what's interesting is like um, Tracy, I, you know, we're originally from, from Arkansas, from this small town. Then I moved to Little Rock. Tracy, Tracy is about a few years younger, maybe like six years younger. So when I left, at 15, Trace, I didn't know Tracy, you know, mm-hmm. because he was pretty, he was much younger. But after I moved to L.A., I wasn't, you know, I hadn't uh, spoken to people in the area much, but I've always heard about Tracy. In the sense, I didn't know him, but I would hear the name quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, down there in the small towns, you basically connect, you, you basically family, you know? Right, And right. then, you know, uh, Tracy actually hit me up on, he was following a lot, of, a lot of my work, and he hit me up for, they were shooting, he needed a director to shoot a short film uh, music video for, for a pretty known uh, R&B artist. And they wanted to shoot it in Arkansas. And I preferred to shoot it in Arkansas. And it was just so happened that when Tracy came on board, you know, I got to, got to meet him. And then from there, I brought him when I had, you know, my book came out, he came up and he did PR for that. Because he also do that with uh, in addition to music, and it's just like we build we build a relationship of trust. Yeah, and, you know, and it just so happened I knew that with this type of film, never and again, never and again, it's very music driven, very right. music driven. So I knew that I needed somebody to partner with me uh, with this that was very connected in the music world. Absolutely, he's very very connected in the music world and with all the artists being involved and the big artists that's on board the soundtrack and everything. And, and it was just one of those experiences that that's why I have to say, you know, I'm, 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 de- I'm definitely, my company is definitely the head of the production and I definitely take credit for that, but it was definitely a team effort. I believe that every great leader, every great leader is only as successful and great as the people he keep around him. Mm-hmm. And, right. I, and I, and I, and I definitely try to, like when I look at Denise, I believe that a, a great film is only as great as the great actors that you put in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I believe mm-hmm. that if you bring in the greatest people that bring out the best in you, people that look for solutions, not problems. Right. That's how, right. You, end, that's how you end up achieving the greatest, that it, 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 greatest thing, the greatest amount of whatever you want. And I believe that this film... It, it, it's a it's a showcase of people that's that came to work proud of what they do, 
mm-hmm. and they wanted to bring out the best of a production. Yeah, and that's what absolutely. makes me proud. And, and you know, and and Tracy, you know, and I, like I say, I can't wait for for like you know for everybody to see it because I mean, in a film like this, music is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music is everything. Huge. And, the music, and the music in the film is like so freaking beautiful. It's just like oh, I even so something I watched this. I watched this movie the other night, and it was like a love story, but it was the soundtrack was all country music, but the story, the music was so beautiful. I'm like, wow, you know what I'm saying? It pretty much took you in, like, and you were just lost. Yeah, music can just add so much to any film, of course. Well, listen, buddy, we're we, the time is flying, so we're going to have to you know move on but i wanted to thank you thank you thank you again everyone we're all tuning in february 11th um people can follow laz it's at l-a-z-r-a-e-l underscore l-i-s-o-n and um i again congratulations i can't wait for all of us to to work together again very soon in the near future so much love to the family and uh Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll be in touch. Thank you, Laz. Thank you, thank you, Jasper. Thank you, Ralph, and it was a great pleasure, great interview. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so bye. much. Okay. Take care. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Laz, for joining us. And we're going to continue the Never and Again party train because coming up right now, we have the leading lady star of the film, Miss uh, Denise Boutet. And then we have her trusted co-star, the very one and only Jason Bernard and Denise Boutet. You are back one-on-one with Jasper Cole. All right. Welcome. Hey, guys. Is Miss Boutet with us? Hello. Uh-oh. I'm here, but I'm not Denise. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> well, let's see where Miss Boutet went. There she is. I'm hey, here. Oh, there she is. I, I hear her laughing. I hear her laughing. I oh, think Jason purposely muted me. Jason muted me. And oh, that's why. Course. No, Jason is not in control this time, Denise. So you do not. It's Jasper. Okay. Jasper or Ralph muted me in his three. <laughs> no, you know what I did? Jasper, Jasper hit the back back from a commercial break button instead of the uh, welcome mm. to the show button. Just, you know, Denise is that, like, mm. absolute <laughs> absolute amateur hour. Amateur hour. Totally. We decided the first half of the show was going to be the professional half of the show, so we were on our best behavior <laughs> with, with Laz. I, I was editing myself several times. I could have said inappropriate oh, things. Jesus. Yeah. I did not, and so we thought we would wait to – no, but seriously, congratulations, guys. You know, Laz was – I don't know if you heard any of his interview, but he was basically telling us um, how he met uh, Jason and Roberto on Halloween – and we had we had just talked about, you know, organic, authentic relationships and how you can't really always plan things out and try to make something happen. So 
And so, Jason, how I tell us about how how that was working on Halloween with uh, Laz. Well, I just want to add to like you know I I think that I mean obviously we always you know there's always going to be sometimes that we you know we may come across people that we don't like or don't want to work with. But I think when you see a good quality product and you see a good film and you see like something really stellar, I bet you a lot of the times it's because everyone really likes being there and they really enjoy mm-hmm. each other. You know, like I, I yeah. feel that way, you know, and um, I feel like, uh, you know, that that shows in the work, you know, I mean, obviously that's not always the case, but I do think it shows in the work when you and then you can also tell when you've worked with people on multiple projects that you like. Right. Them, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we met um, Laz and Tatiana from Summer House Pictures when we did Halloween. Um, J&R Productions, my company that is co-owned with me and my partner, Roberto Rosario, we were new to Los Angeles. We were filming in Chicago, and we decided to do Halloween in Los Angeles. And um, we didn't really know the terrain, and we wanted to make sure that um, we had a, you know, a solid, reputable, you know, established, um, you know, Los Angeles production company. They mm-hmm. kind of do the film with us in Two Nine Productions, which was they're also from Chicago. So we wanted to make sure we had a like a like a Los Angeles liaison, and uh, they were such troopers. You know, they were working with people that have never worked in Los Angeles before. They had to really hold our hand a lot and you know show us how the city works and everything. And um, they were great. You know, they we were able to trust them, and you know, like how he was saying that was was so nice that he said that how Tatiana trusted us for Never Again. Mm-hmm. We had to do that with them for Halloween. You know, we had to really trust right. them and let make sure that we uh, all had a good working relationship. So, especially there was a you know with film, you guys know there's a lot of personalities. You know, so yeah, they had to. Uh, they had to fall into something that was kind of like already established, you know, the big mm-hmm. Chicago boys coming out of here and, you know, making a movie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, so they were great. They were really good. And, you know, they're, they're, they're wonderful people. They're, they're, you know, they're friends in real life as well, you know? So um, it was fun to do our second project together. Well, I didn't realize, I didn't even realize that Halloween is what kind of brought you and Roberto to Los Angeles. Yeah, we, we were, Halloween was supposed to be filmed in Chicago and um, with, you know, it was, it was a, it was a low budget film and we wanted to get, you know, quality actors and people that kind of fit that kind of genre. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, a, like a, a campy weed movie and <laughs> it just seems smarter to, you know, make the movie Los Angeles where people could go and, you know, it, it was, if they were filming it right in their backyard, they would just show up, you know. So you right. didn't have to pay for travel and everything. You know, it's kind of a production trick, you know. <laughs> but it was easier to move. And it's all legalized, right? It's all legal, yeah. so you can do that too. I know back back then it wasn't. We were we were we were making waves, Denise. We were making waves. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your motivation? I just stopped at the store, buddy. Yep, the drive-through. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Uh, the funny well, part tell is everyone like, runs into me. They go, hey, uh, oh, you smoke? Was you were you smoking real weed on set? And I go, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> and no one ever said smoke weed. Like it, I, it was pretty funny. I think like we we're the most sober set, you know, doing a movie like that ever. So <laughs> that is classic. You're, you're just a great. You're using. Weezy, you're just a great actor. We're using, we're using Wheezy Girl spices as our. <laughs> no, I'm I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
I did a look at shameless plug. Jason, get that plug in there. Full we, circle. Louisiana girl. I was gonna That's say, right. wait. Yeah. It's it's wheezy, not weedy. It's wheezy, not weedy. <laughs> so I don't know what you. We got the bottles, not yet. But that's a great idea, Jason. That's a wonderful um, for idea. More informa- I mean, for more information on Weedy Girl, please contact Ralph. Yes, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a wonderful name. That's Weedy a great girl. division. I might have to think Weedy about girl. that. Yeah, I have to. Do some research. I'm gonna call Snoop Dogg. Yes, indeed. Well, Denise, Denise, you'll have to get Aunt Peggy on that one then. Oh, that's my girl. Oh my God, help us. Yes, indeed. In, she's in Louisiana with, now. So. With Aunt Peggy, yeah. But um, so yeah, so just to dovetail on what we were saying with last two about organically, you know, working with people. So we had we were talking about how. Uh, the casting director D had come to us originally about the project and had reached out to us about Denise. And so Jason, were you, were you aware of Denise before when you were putting this together or how did she, besides her stripping career, how did this, how did she come to mind for you? Her porn career aside. You got to start somewhere. You got to, you got to start somewhere, baby. Exactly. Uh You got to start somewhere. Yeah. I had turned Denise in from an undercover bust when she was soliciting in my gated community. <laughs> so, right. Oh, you're the one. Oh, now we know. You're the one. <laughs> I was aware of her. Um, I am so done with was, y'all. <laughs> and you know, I only, I only I, took... I go, <laughs> I only took five percent. Like, oh, this is a gated community. A gated community. You are not supposed to be here. So, yeah. <laughs> She was I know. like, I'm Denise Boutte. I'm like, yeah, I knew that was your name, Boutte. Let's get out of here, girl. <laughs> well, out, out. The, the strip, see, the only strip club. Only top dollar, baby. The, only the top strip dollar club was down, <laughs> Yeah, her strip club was around the corner. And so I said to her, you know, if you can get in that gated community, I'll only take 5%. <laughs> And yeah. so that bitch, that bitch found a way to get in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what people are saying. Manager slash I, pimp. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. I did know Denise and I did know her work. Um, she was on, she was on a, you know, like, it, you know, I'm not going to sit here. Like I've already had this conversation with Denise, but you know, she was on a very short list. There was like a, a Lazarial was looking at like three, you know, potential actresses and, uh, me and me and D were really pushing Denise because you know we really liked her look and we liked uh, you know everyone like brings something different to a project and the other two actresses uh, you know were good in their own way but right. I didn't really feel like they would fit like the the innocence of what you know the character would bring and I thought Denise would really really wrap her head around you know kind of like that you know innocent girl thing even though she plays nothing but bitches and thieves whores. and you know awful yeah. whores yeah. on tv <laughs> this, was right. hard, this was hard to tap you know, into really this good. is very hard <laughs> to tap into but yeah we did our work and uh yeah but that was in the end you know that was a you know a last choice you know he uh you know we obviously we put in our two cents but you know right he, you know he saw that he saw that in her as well that she would be able to really bring a good um innocence to that turmoil of this character who kind of, you know, is being torn between, oh, I, I shouldn't say, but she's being torn between two worlds, you know, mm-hmm. kinda, you know, so it, it was, uh, it was a good, good mix, good match, but I love her. I loved her so much. I put uh, her back in another movie. Oh, but I know. <laughs> well, Jason, well, did, here's, an awkward, 
Oh, go on, Jasper. No, go ahead, Ralph. Um, Jason, here's an awkward question. Who are the other two actresses on the short list? Okay. Never. Never never oh. would I tell you that. Never. Never and again. Right. Never, never and, again. and again. Okay. Never and again. Never. That was a good <laughs> no, one, Ralph. That was okay. a good well, one, Ralph. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> Shit. I I know I know again, Watkins. Love her work. I and, ne- and never Jones. He's fierce. Never Jones is fierce. And again, Watkins, girl. Never and again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Denise, well, we were, we were okay, considering Ralph just... and drag for the role. <laughs> Wait, say what? <laughs> we were considering Ralph and drag. No, for that's the role. not the I case. I love it. I would have never been. Yeah. I would have never been selected if Ralph and drag was like an option. So oh, I'm just my saying, goodness. I would have totally yeah. lost out. Totally lost out. You were so Planet Eartha. Denise Boutet has been so sweet to me from day one of no. We've known each other eleven years now, Denise. So it's like eleven. Um, Eleven, yeah, because I met Jasper in two thousand nine, and that's when he called you and said we found our girl Misha, whatever that uh, uh, that pilot that you guys were working on, you know. <laughs> and so that was in two thousand nine when I was working with Marla Gibbs. Drop oh, a name. Now I know what you're talking about. Wow, that was a lot oh, of years that's ago. That's right, just like family. That's right. You were supposed to be in that too. So we would have actually was supposed to. Yeah, yeah, but she she had the she had the good sense not to be in it. So. She was supposed to be in that, but we went younger. Was supposed to. Yeah, that was that was those are the key words. Was supposed to. Yeah. yeah that we went way, that was, went way younger. We went way younger. That's when <laughs> that's when that was called that was called Jasper. Get me out of this. Figure out a way to get me out of this. But you know now. Since we were just since we were talking so much about, with Tracy Bell and the music and how integral the music is to the film, uh, that Just Like Family project where I met Jasper, Frida Payne was part of that project. Jason. Yeah, that was oh, actually oh. a great. We had a great. We had uh, we had Garrett Morris and uh, Marla Frida Gibbs. Payne, Marla Gibbs. We had uh, what was the the Thea big Vidal. Hip, Thea Vidal and we all. I always say we got Garrett like. The year before he got two broke girls, so he went from being a two a broke girl to going to a two broke girl <laughs> series because he did that job that's for a dollar fifty. Remember that, Ralph? Yeah, that's quite a cast. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, quite a cast. it's so sad. I just see why Denise. That's why Denise didn't make it to the cut. I see. I see now. It's clear. It's sad. It's yeah. I know. It still hurts me. It still hurts me till this day. Don't no stop. Yeah. My heart say, still breaks. I say, Ralph, you were on a very short list for this movie. It was so short that we couldn't see the list okay, to play the lead. Won. So, yeah. So then we, then they said, "Well, let him play Milton." Then, you know. Well, listen, here's a question I have for you, Denise. Um, what What's it like, like when you got to work with Christian Keys again? When you guys are on set together, is it just like being at home because you guys get along so great and you've worked together before in other films? You know, I think since I've been here, I've always run in like similar circles to Jackie and Christian. And I don't know how long ago it was, Jasper, but I did a Christmas movie in Louisiana. Dan Garcia. Dan Garcia, and I almost didn't recognize Jackie out of the elf costume that he wore in the film, the Christmas film. So um, <laughs> anyway, we were, together, 
we worked together on that film in Louisiana, and Christian, it's, here, we go, here we go again, Christian once again is, you know, dissing on me. He's the baby daddy, okay, and mm-hmm. Jackie is actually his friend who's trying to let him know, hey, guy, you're making a bad decision or whatever. So right. I worked with the two of them in the very same film back in the day, and Christian and I worked again later on, but um, Jackie and I, I think that was the first and the last time I worked directly with Jackie. But I again, knew. over the years, yeah, over the years, again, we've run in like the same circle, so I see him pretty often, you know, pretty often. Wait, wait, wait. Did you, so say, did like, you say the first, uh, did you say the first and the last time? <laughs> yeah, I think the first wow. and the last time I worked with Jackie. That was the first yeah. and the last time I worked with Jackie. And never again. And look, and never again. And never, never and again. Okay, and yeah, again. <laughs> never and again you see that's my point so no it was it was crazy so yeah it was very interesting having love scenes with my brothers so it's interesting it's quite wow. interesting but you see i'm from louise i'm from louisiana so you know that's, how we that's do. usually your cousins so you this is a little different <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter brother brother cousin same thing whatever yeah so, um, well yes yeah. uh, well no we were talking to laz also about he he was telling us that he this movie came together really fast for him. Like he said, he wrote it, or it was March. finished in March, in March and and ready to go. And then the whole pro- the whole post production, everything has been really, really fast. Um, how was that part of? Because for our listeners who don't realize, you know, post production can be either really easy or it can be a holy terror nightmare. So clearly, the post production went really well on this this part of the film. Uh, I'll let Jason, I mean, Jason I, answer that. I don't know nothing about post. <laughs> Laz, Laz and Summer House took care of all the posts. I mean, the, you know, we didn't really uh, see much of that. We, uh, he would share cuts with us and we would like, you know, we, I think we sat together maybe twice and watched a couple of the cuts. But Laz is very, very hands-on with his films. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I'm sure if any of his post-house people are listening right now, they're like, yes, he is, you know. He'll sit in the room for hours and hours and hours and, you know, like, uh, oh, tweak this, do that, do this. So he's very hands-on. And so, he, you know, he doesn't really ever ask for help for things like that because he knows what he wants and he knows what he's, you know, he, he knows what he's going to do to get it. Um, right. I think it ran smoothly for him. I don't remember him saying anything, you know, that uh, – I don't, I don't remember him saying anything that he had any problems. I know that post is – everyone always thinks, like, oh, I, I came to set and I did this and – Post is the hard part of the film. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's where, mm-hmm. you know, that's where all the work's at, you know. I mean, the only thing I could think of that he needed to go back and try to do, I, I think that, you know, a couple of you went in, Denise and uh, Jackie, and a couple of people went in and, and did a couple of wild lines. I, I mean, I can't And you uh, know what? It wasn't even like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like 30 minutes. Like it was nothing. Mm-mm. Yeah. Which is a very, no <laughs> which is a testament to what you guys did. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. no pickup scenes. There was we didn't have to go and reshoot anything or pick mm-hmm. anything up. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. that it was pretty. You know, he he has a really solid team. He works with a lot. It was the same people that did our Halloween film with them. Mm-hmm. He has a solid team. He, they know each other's like shorthand. They know what they're gonna get when he says, "Hey, you know, I'm stopping by." They know he's gonna bring pizza and sit there for seven hours and you know a cot to sleep. On. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wow. But I don't well, remember him saying oh he had any problems. <laughs> well, I mean, you know we, what? I will share one of my one of my scariest parts. 
of this film that I've never experienced before was that dang lip singing scene. I'm not mm. going to say when. Oh, God. That was terrifying. I, terrifying. I've never all... been. I can't believe huh? you're saying that. I can't believe you're you know, that was, saying You know, that. that was actually my voice. That was my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I, I I thought it was either you or, or Ru, RuPaul, RuPaul or you. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Laz is so Laz is so cheap. He goes, Jason, go record this song and sound like a woman. And I'm like, okay, you know. So I went in the yes. closet and I recorded it. No. <laughs> Whatever it no. takes. Wait, y'all are talking no, about RuPaul. Too. You know he's like my third cousin, right? We exactly. found that out on Ancestry. Oh, no, yeah, you guys for real. Like... RuPaul is my third Dorn cousin from St. Martin, Louisiana. We have. That's what I'm saying. Rue better not play with me. So, but he he still hasn't answered my direct mail message. <laughs> you want a judge spot? Tell me you want a judge spot. That's right, dude. I'm telling you right now. But no, he didn't answer my direct sure. message, so I'm still waiting. But um, yeah, but- yeah, that was for me. I've never had a moment on set where I've been more like terrified. Like it was just because I think it was the day. Was it the day before the morning of that I actually got the lyrics? Because I kept saying, okay, I hear it her was, voice, I hear was, the words, was, but I need to see the words. I'm visual. You were crazy nervous, and you pulled it off. So beyond. I can't wait until you see it because I was Planet Eartha. I was sitting. I'm, this is the scene I Laz and I were talking about. Like I had said, Denise. I was so honored that, you know, Denise and I have known each other for 11 years, but it was our first time working together. So getting to sit two people away from you in the pew before you get up to sing was such a thrill, you know, and we had our moment and I get to throw a line to you. No one would ever know that you had just gotten those lyrics because I remember (sighs) texting some lyrics to you going, are these the ones you're talking about? And isn't that what happened? I told him that it's like I'm visual, guys. I needed, I need the, I need it on a piece of paper. And so you're right. You were the one that actually got the. When I tell you, I've never been so scared on set in my life, ever. Well, I showed up. I showed up that day. That's the day I came to set. Yeah, you did, Jasper. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and Planet Earth. Another reason why Denise was nervous would be so nervous too is because it's a big church scene. So there are a lot of people there. It wasn't just like one or two actors on set. This was like a congregation. Denise gets oh, yeah. congregation to go stand in front of the pulpit, or not the pulpit, but just with her microphone and sing this are song. Are you gonna tell the whole damn scene for everybody? They want to watch. Yeah, Ralph, yeah, Ralph, The yeah. movie, the movie yeah. comes out next week. Thanks, thanks, Ralph. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and that's what happens. Is... <laughs> well, yeah, we want to leave something for the for the audience yeah. to go see, you, Ralph. You don't, you don't have to worry about that scene because we completely cut it all out and we just we just basically cut in an old pointer sisters video so like you guys don't have to oh my god thank you jesus i'm serious well i I wasn't going into detail but i'm just saying i've never been more terrified like for me that was then denise Denise gets up and she's wearing a dress and then the dress is like and then i'm wearing like i mean he's like going into it oh my god and then her mom is there and the dad is there and the sister is but, but, but Ralph, Ralph, we have to go something. Ralph, you said you were so honored to be sitting on the pew, but wasn't Jason Bernard right there too as well? Wasn't Jason he was on, he was he was in the pew behind us at the other end? 
Uh, so okay, so you didn't, you weren't as you as nervous sitting there with him. No, well, I we was. weren't in the same view <laughs> because my ass took up the whole other view. Oh, oh my so god! I was, like, sitting on my, I was sitting by myself. <laughs> and Ella, <laughs> you're, you're behind, literally, literally <laughs> sitting behind Doug. Behind well, I wanted, I wanted to talk to Jason about that. Tell us about the character <laughs> that you play in the film, Jason. Uh, I played uh, Jackie Long's uh, best friend, Wally. So he's kind of like the goofy friend that's always saying and doing the wrong thing. and But he's like the, the blunt friend. You know, he's always uh-huh. acting stupid, but he's the one you go to when you want the truth. You know, so um, that's kind of like who I play in the film. So Wally, 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 Wally. Well, I can't yeah. wait to see it because I <laughs> – because I know you you have this great ability to play characters that are not like yourself at all. So you know, as I told you, what you have this great ability to play like the the great wacky sidekick friend, but also the blue collar kind of tough you know guy, which is going to like as you as you get older and continue to grow in the business, that's going to be goldmine for you with these kind of parts because not everyone can play those. And um, oh, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was a fun role. Like I, the fun part is, is like, believe it or not, I know, like, you know, even though Laz and I have history and, um, you know, I had to prove to him that I could be Wally, you know, so, you know, we went back and forth a lot about it. And, you know, uh, he was really nervous until I showed him mm-hmm. Wally, you know, I had to like show him Wally. And, uh, you know, I was in like, uh, you know, I was in the makeup chair for like, you know, almost two hours getting like full sleeve tattoos and things like that. And like, I had to like really show him that I could be this character. And um, I was really grateful that he trusted me enough to bring it because, you know, when you know someone in person in this business, yeah. and you know who they are. Like sometimes it's hard to not see them other yep. than how you know them, you know, that's right. So it, it's difficult unless you really, you know, like, unless you, you know, that they have a long range of, Think, but Laz has only seen me in bubbly kind of like flamboyant or you know mm-hmm. fun characters that kind of like match like who I am. So Wally is not any of those things, you know. Like he's like a homeboy, you know. He's you know he's from you know Inglewood, and you know like he's just one of the he's one of the he's one of the guys, you know. So I had to like show Laz how to do it, and it was I was really flattered that he believed in me, you know, enough to pull that off. So I think it turned out really good. Yeah, the dynamic homeboy between... was very. Very meticulous sandwiches. It was the cutest thing, Jason. <laughs> the bologna sandwich. I'm serious. I saw your little when you sat down and unwrap. Oh, I'm not gonna give it away, but it was just so cute. Here we go. Here we go. You Ralph it. You Ralph it. Just told the whole movie. We're good. I did. We know, I said we know you that there's a church. We know there's church. We know there's city. We know and there's a, a bologna and sandwich. A sandwich. Okay. Hey, and, and a sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> and somehow, and somehow the. The Porner sisters come uh, up here. Oh gosh. Now that everybody knows there's a bologna sandwich. No one's okay. going to watch. Oh, no, but, every, but we knew um, Planet Earth knew about all this when we were interviewing Laz because he talked about secular versus religious. Uh, Jason, uh, oh, that big Jason, mouth. No. <laughs> we talked about me being the choir director and how um, I – I really nailed it. So, so the planet Earth knows, you know, where uh, the piece is taking place. You know, they're still going to watch the movie because we've given them, we've titillated them. 
We I let me, let me Ralph, let, Ralph, let me tell them. I don't know if they heard. I almost passed out when Laz was talking about the, Ralph's character. And he goes, I mean, he goes, you know, I mean, there was, I mean, everybody knows the Milton. He goes, I mean, there's so much with Milton. I mean, we could do a whole movie just on Milton. <laughs> and I thought, oh, oh here we go. <laughs> and Ralph didn't, I couldn't believe Ralph didn't jump on that. Ralph, did can you, you, can did you, you imagine hear that? I told you. Well, yeah, I heard it. I already got an email from Ralph. He was literally emailing you. Wow. <laughs> like, Jason, just so you know, Summer House Pictures has just greenlit Milton. Now that had Milton part two. The okay. sequel. The sequel is Milton. <laughs> sequel. No, as soon as he said it, you know, I, you know I was ready to jump in and say something, and I said, Ralph, just shut – once I said shut the fuck up, I said this. So for one time, I didn't – because, it's, you know, it's just like back in the day when I do – like Denise, when I'd be on a set, and um, the director <clears throat> would mistakenly say to me, oh, God, Ralph, we're going to have you back. Okay, so I immediately put referring <laughs> on my resume, okay, because they think I was going to be back. Never again. The Milton years. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. You know. Yeah. Laz was fierce with that. She's all like, "Now, see, you can take a character like Milton, and you can just, you know, make a whole movie about him." Yeah, that is was, funny. And, you know, and I was like, uh, "It's close to saying like, Laz, I cannot agree with you more." I think. I think you need to do your script synopsis tonight and submit it so that you what? know. I, I, yeah, we would like to. Get, we like to see it. You can get that going. Exactly. You know, yeah, I'll be really well, later. Talk, you, I talked to JNR Productions and they said it was a go, girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> Last you know, you're like, that sounds great. Can't wait to direct it. Hope JNR has that checkbook ready. <laughs> okay, but, but it's not going to be anytime soon because Laz said he he is not a fan of pandemic. <laughs> Shooting. Uh, yeah. Ralph is still oh, Ralph is just, still waiting for Chuck Lorre to bring him back to Two and a Half Men. I don't know how to tell him that <laughs> that it's been off the air for four seasons. But well, guys, guys, this just in, this just in, BET just sent me a text message saying that Ralph, they will not green light uh, never again to the Milton years. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, man. Oh, so we're gonna have to put that shit on. We're gonna have to put that shit on Fox or something. Okay. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Ralph is too. Ralph is too mainstream. Ralph, you're too mainstream for BET. I know. Well, you know, it's like Laz and Jasper discussed during Laz's interview. You know, the reason why. Oh my God. And I don't know if you ever knew this, Denise. The reason why Milton's character was taken out of the middle of the movie was because originally Milton also appeared. In the middle, but, he was uh, pulling um, focus. He was pulling focus. He was pulling too much focus. And mm-hmm. Laz was like, "Okay, Ralph, you're sweet and you're really good and everything, but the movie's about mm-hmm. Jackie and Denise. So we really, um, I'm gonna have to just, you know, pull, uh, withdraw some, extract some of this footage of you." And I said, "No, Laz, I totally get it. Whatever moves the storyline along, to- I totally get well, it." You know what? He called. Well, BET called us up, and they go, wait a minute, we're confused. Why is, why is Denise in a choir robe? And I go, no, 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 that's Ralph Cole. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, we're so confused. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not Denise. So we had to take some milk out because we kept thinking you were, like, the leading lady. Like, we, had to, we were like, oh, we got to trim her. Like, he was pulling focus. That's why. They're like, wait a minute, why is if I had a guy for every time someone someone calls wanting Cheryl Lee Ralph, 
and not Ralph Poe Jr. They think it's the same, the same person. <laughs> oh <laughs> my like, God! So they're like this character oh, is in two Jesus. places at once. Well, this is guy that's got the We we if have you a caller. Come up with. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. need to come up with a play of some sort because I'm going to scream. When this darn COVID germ <laughs> is gone after we drink our Clorox, we have to see you three on stage doing something. I oh, don't know what, but my God. Oh, didn't Everyone's going to pee their pants. Management. You are hold hilarious. On, uh, hold on, guys. We've got oh. a caller. Let's see if this is maybe the IRS. It's probably the IRS. Hold on one second. Let's see. Hi. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Oh, Hello. 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 Yes, this is Tracy. Tracy, is this Tracy <laughs> Bell? Tracy. Yes. Hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> You're welcome. Just a little guy from yeah, little right, all right. Who grew I used everybody join this evening. We're we good, are, Tracy. Thank you for calling in. Did you hear our interview with Laz? Unfortunately, I didn't. I was getting prepared for some press for tomorrow, so I did miss it. My apologies. Oh, no, he no, no, did. No, he told me. Yeah, he told me just finished. Yeah, well, when you listen to it, it's great because we talked all about you and stuff and how instrumental you were with this entire Never End Again project. Okay, awesome. That's great. I definitely will be taking a listen. Okay. Oh, God, what a great surprise. Welcome. Well, uh, Tracy, for those we have... Listen, Tracy Bell is our music supervisor, producer on Never End Again. Yes, yes, yes that's correct. Yeah, good evening, everyone. Out well, Tracy, good evening. Is, say hi. This is hey, Jasper. Say hi to Denise and Jason. Hey, hey, Jason, Denise, Roberto, everybody. Hey, Ooh, hey Tracy. Everybody out there, Summer House and everybody. <laughs> hey, Tracy. Yeah, good no, to hear I, from you. Good to hear from you as well, man. Yep. Yo. Excited about Tracy, the project, we, everybody. Looking forward to I next know. We're week. so excited you called in because, like, uh, you're the music guy. You can talk about all the music. Well, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. We definitely got an awesome uh, project. Uh, that's going to be going along with the film itself. So, you know, it got some great audio, uh, got some great artists such as Young Jock Gunner, and, um, who all we got there, Tweet, and, uh, oh, man, it's going produced by Black Elvis, uh, uh, produced by Cajun. There's so many great artists on there, and I really think that the, the people that watch the film will really appreciate the soundtrack as well. As you know, after you get through watching the film or maybe before you even watch the film, it just sets the right mode, I think, to really, and it carries that storyline even after you saw the visual. I think the music would really be appreciated. So, man, I'm looking forward to that, man. It's some great, great, great songs, and I think the listeners are really going to be captivated by it, just like I expect with the film. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, had you did you know Master P and Romeo at all? Had you worked with them before? Well, interesting story is is that I actually worked with P's uncle. He has an uncle in the industry, 
and we have been working, uh, you know, in the same field. And and it was actually, you know, when I met Laz, I pitched, told him that, you know, I think we should go out to pee. And I wanted to actually reach out through that way. But, you know, some other things happened. But that was my first time, but definitely have been connected. You know, we're always just one person away from each other. Right. We're six degrees of Kevin Bacon, apparently. But I've yet to meet him. Has anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> I've met him. So, I've met him. I've met him. <laughs> so, Tra- Tra- Tracy, what what else are you what what are you working on now? What new stuff? How how have you been doing during this whole ca- uh, pandemic situation? Uh, diversify, diversify. That should be the lesson we all learn. You know, of course, we all probably was in that mode. Uh, I'm just working on, and it's funny you say that. A lot of times. On the clubhouses, you and I'm introducing myself. I tell them, you know, I'm just focused on making money. You know, I'm doing a little bit of everything nowadays: property, uh, new business endeavors outside of just music itself. Uh, then, of course, and you know, endeavoring to continue to grow my legacy and my children. Uh, that has been really my main focus, man. Just being open. Uh, and and just bringing out that hustling and entrepreneur mindset out of my own self. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, listen, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, we're all excited to see the film on February the 11th. Uh, can't wait to hear the soundtrack, and you know, let's keep it keep all working together on something else coming soon. I hope. Most definitely, and everyone, it's going to be available on YouTube. Uh, your Spotify, your Apple Music, your iTunes, all that, everywhere they have digital music, you can go get it. And definitely you want to follow the Never and Again pages on social media. That's where you don't miss it. Hey, guys, thank you so much for this opportunity. Talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Tracy, thank you. so Bye, much. Tracy, be, thank you. Be Later, safe Tracy. out there. Thank you. Tracy. Uh, what a great guy. You know, music, I don't, again, a lot of people, they, you know, you watch a movie and you hear the music and you, you don't realize how much goes in sometimes, especially with getting the rights and the artist. And it's, it's, it's a whole other, you know, career literally that takes so much talent. So thank you. Thank you, well, Tracy. For yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah it's and kind I don't of think like, people realize this. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, go on, Jason. I was going to say, like, thank you, Ralph. I, I think, it was, like, people don't realize, too, like, uh, I don't think people sometimes realize when you're watching a movie that sometimes you're listening to music at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, we're so used to being there, you know. So it's more than just, like, the song that the character is singing or the, you know, the, the big jam at the, you know, the end credits. You know, there's scenes that have music in it and, you know, things like that. And Tracy took care of all of that. So he did a really nice job. Well, um, I wanted to dovetail on that because during the interview with Laz, I was going to mention that's a symbol and a result of seamless directing and integrating music when you don't even realize what has happened. You know, um, that's a testament to their expertise. You know, uh, what you're saying about it's like you're not even realizing you're hearing the music. It's seamless and it's working. It's only that if it were out of sorts where you would be like, okay, something is not right here. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, sometimes, you know, music can mess up a scene also, you know, it's like, we've all seen, we've seen films where you're like, could they just, why is this music here right now? (laughs) You know, like, could we change it out? But like, like Jason said, a really good 
music supervisor, uh, the music's there and you're not aware of it. But it's so weird if, when you watch a rough cut of something with the alpha music, you know, then you realize, wow, this is kind of dead. <laughs> and then you put the music to it and it changes everything. So again, what we were talking about with labs, you know, it's such a collaborative medium. Um, it takes, it really takes a village and then some to put a project together. So speaking of a village, I want to say, you know, guys, thank you also for Kombucha Cure because a year ago right now, uh, Jason and Denise and Lance and the whole team, we were so optimistic and happy about 2020. <laughs> And just ready, ready to take on, ready to take on the world, right? And then, bam, yeah. And then, like me and Denise were about to go into something else, and it got stopped because of COVID. Yeah, you know, yeah. So hopefully, we're. I mean, we're. You know, everything's back on track. So you know, keep moving. Hopefully, it'll happen soon. But yeah, I think so. It will be worth the wait. We have no idea. Isn't that crazy? We were filming like nothing or whatever in the midst of the craziest thing just floating in the air, oblivious to what was coming like the following week. Like we wrapped and the following week is when the you know what hit the fan. Yeah. I regret making out with all of you. Like, you know what I mean? I wish I had not made out with any of you. You know. But it was a phone well, call. I mean, seriously, it could have gone bad, but it worked. You know what I'm saying? So we got it in while we could and we were safe. Okay? Well, yeah. Well, we listen, got it in guys, while we could we be only, safe. We only have about a minute left, so I want to remind everyone, please watch Never and Again, uh, February 11th on BET+. Plus. I want to give a shout-out to Miss Boutte, who is continuing her BT, BET run. She's now raving on the family business. She started shooting the third season. And just because she had to get a job, mm-hmm. I had to get one too. And I'm also in the series playing Corey Black. So I think it's in the future, if Denise gets a job, one of us has to get a job with her. So we'll I put that it. in. And he, we'll has put to, that in. and he has to pay me, he has to pay me commissions now. She I'm wants 20%, mm-hmm. guys. I want 25%. No, I want 25. Love you Mm -hmm. guys. Thank you so much for everything. (laughs) We're going to get cut off here in a second. So everyone watch the movie. Uh, We'll be in touch. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.